into the contest. It's Tuesday the 17th of August. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by Shane Lee. And Shane, you're still shivering. You went in the ocean. You jumped in, my friend. <laughs> I went for a bit of a long walk and I dived in the ocean. And uh, let's just say it does nothing good for your manhood, mate. It's freezing out there. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the the sun is shining, but the water temperature is not quite there. Today, yep. we've got a huge show. What about Brian Gorgian, the coach of the Boomers? Bronze medal winning Boomers. He's on the show today. Also, Katie Brown, rugby league reporter. She plays the game as well. And our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, looks at the world game. The Premier League is underway. Well, one of the real highlights for many of us throughout the Olympic Games was, of course, the bronze medal for the mighty Australian men's basketball team, the Boomers. And we have their coach join us right now, Brian Gorgian. You must still be on a high. No, I am. I'm, I, and it's a conscious effort to, uh, you know, like uh, enjoy and uh, cherish um, and and I and, and just yeah, don't let it go. We, I keep talking about it to my family. I'm we're holding on to this and until I get out of quarantine and get home. But uh, it, it is uh, a challenging, you know, with COVID and coming into you know lockdown for two weeks and then going back to Melbourne. You know, similar situation. But um, yeah, it's I'm just really excited to get back and, and share all this. And um, like I said, it there is a uh, there was a lot of pressure on it. Um, I knew and I, a part of my mindset was the flip side of this, of what happens if it, if this didn't take place, if we didn't get it done, that was always a concern. And it's always a possibility at that level because everything's so close and the table was set. And uh, again, as you, as you're in sport, the longer you're in it and they say, well, if you had that to do again, what would you do? And, you know, enjoy it more. And I'm, I'm definitely have a focus and a, and a smile on my face every day when I get up in the morning. Well, you should be very proud of yourself, Brian, because as a coach, you had a very short lead time to, to pull this team together, a, a team from all over the world. Um, but it, it seemed like there's a really good Australian spirit amongst the boys. It, that really came through on the TV. Um, really, uh, really was. And, and honestly, more, more uh, appreciative of, you know, and, and I guess, uh, Patty and Joe and the leadership group did a tremendous job of of um, supporting everyone's involvement, you know, in the program right from the very beginning. And then, you know, especially guys for me like Luke Longley, Andre Lamontis, guys that have been, you know, put a lot of work into this journey. And uh, it was on on my difficult um, and challenging to step into something that was you know, so um, far along in just a short window. You know, we had a five day uh, of practice and then we had those those games and then we're in and we had six or seven new players to it. So there was a lot of thought with our coaching staff on how we would approach this and what we could and couldn't do. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, um, that was very important, you know, uh, certain things offensively that you could, that they did well, that six guys aren't going to pick up in five mm-hmm. days. You can't get that done. Um, certain changes in the defense with guys like uh, Matisse Teibel and Dante Exum, guys with length and quick. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was challenges there. 
Oh, what about Paddy Mills? I think people wanted him to be Prime Minister <laughs> after that bronze. He, look, to be who he is and to be on the stage that he's on in uh, in the NBA and to come out and just grab that game against Slovenia by the scruff of the neck. And he he was extraordinary, absolutely phenomenal. No, I I can't say enough. And, and I guess I uh, from Paddy, from, I learned a lot um, how – important empowerment is and how important it is that that the leadership and the the drive of the culture comes from within comes Mm. from the players and and a guy like patty again i have to go to but i haven't seen anything like it how he encompassed like i said the past how he was the gold vibes only on what is taking place right now what needs to be done and then touching all those guys for the future for when Joe, Patty, Delhi, Baines walk away from the program or not walk away, move away from the program. And uh, and then, you know, getting to the money time of the tournament where all the pressure is on to deliver and him stepping up like that in, in the strategy of the game, the ball in his hands, um, wanting it not shying away from it. Um, and, you know, he, he has all the responsibility of being the captain of not only our team, the, the you know, the boomers, but he was the flag bearer for the whole the mm, Olympic yeah. team. And he represents so much to the country. And, you know, with, with um, racism in the situation going on right now, mm. worldwide, and, you know, the, the, the issues there and what's going on, you know, in, in aspects of our sport in Australia, to have Patty as the guy and doing it how he does it was very, very powerful with within all of Australia and really powerful within our within our group and uh, admiration, respect. Um, um, I get emotional when I think about it. I, I just, you know, my, my finishing touch walking off the floor was a hug with him. And, you know, I love you because I, I, I do. I, I just. Um, um, such a special man, and he's done now so much for Australia, you know, outside of the sport arena. Uh, beautifully said, mate. Now, only three years to France. Will you go around again, Brian? It's, uh, you know, I, it uh, wasn't any part of my thought process to be a part of this. Um, I did my, you know, Beijing, and I, I introduced Patty and Joe to the team, and uh, 12 years away from it. And then, you know, the situation with Brett Brown having to step away and I was tapped on the shoulder and I thought about it for a long time and thought, you know, it, I am right for this right now. You know, um, I have a relationship with Patty and Joe. There's a short window here. You can't really bring in somebody new. I have experience, you know, with the boomers and, uh, you know, job done. Enjoy it. And I keep saying, you know, the, the national team is something you don't strive to be a part of it's like the military if they if they need you if they need you you're there we, we want you just think about it, you know baguettes Beaujolais glass come on Brian Brian for Brian for Paris in three years time we we mate you did such a fantastic job it was just wonderful to watch and that hug that you gave Patty and you could hear the words where you said I love you it would just it brought everyone together I can't underestimate how much it lifted people here in Australia thanks so much for coming on the show no thank you and 
you know, finishing it, it, we were definitely aware of what you talked about, that we were on show and uh, it was something that was discussed. We have something special here. It's no good at just being the 15 people in this room. We got a chance to showcase it in this bronze medal game. And just as you said, really proud of that. And uh, thank you for having me on and uh, really excited to get back to Melbourne. We love you too, Brian. Well, thank yeah, you. Likewise. Talk to you soon, mate. <laughs> Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all things rugby league with Katie Brown. It's time to talk the greatest game of all, Rugby League. And uh, someone that plays it, reports it, presents it, Katie Brown. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Pear? I'm good. I'm actually homeschooling at the moment, Katie, trying to do algebra with the... Oh. <laughs> I'm struggling, to be honest. Anyway, we, we won't dwell on that. Now, let's start with something that's a little bit disturbing. Fafita's in a coma. Yeah, Andrew Fafita will have surgery today, this afternoon, uh, on his larynx. So the club confirmed overnight that he fractured it. Really painful injury. Haven't suffered it myself. Can only go off what uh, has been reported. And several weeks he's looking at, not sure when he'll get out of hospital. He'll spend a bit of time in hospital recovering until he's allowed to be out. But this sort of brings up the question whether he'll play on next year. He is signed to the Sharks until next year. And my money is on that he will try everything to get back because he'll want to play for Mate Matatonga in the Rugby League World Cup mm. next year. Yeah, and uh, look, a lot of uh, applause has been given to those medical staff at the ground for acting so quickly. So we wish him a speedy recovery. Big Andrew Fafita, of course, a, a grand final hero. Did some amazing things at origin level as well. Now, um, something a little lighter. What about this whole thing at Parramatta? Tell you what, they've been on the absolute big dipper slippery side, haven't they? The mighty Parramatta Eels. They're not very mighty at all at the moment. And this idea that the better you pl- are playing, the better room you get, the better minibar you get in the hotel. What's the story? Oh, look, I have tried my hardest to stick up for the mighty Parramatta Eels, but you are both correct. They are sliding down that slide very quickly. Um, so basically when the families had to come up and quarantine, it is being reported that the better players – partners and wives and girlfriends got the better rooms so the ones who were edging out on that top 30 they didn't get the ocean views they didn't get the verandas so they didn't get any fresh air and apparently that's caused quite a stir in the playing group my communication with the eels would be bottoms down heads up get back in that top four and get some wins oh the way they're playing i'd have more than a one-man tent Oh, honestly, you could put them out on the streets, couldn't you? <laughs> well, that's that's life in general. The better you do, the better, the more you get. But um, yeah, that's yeah, isn't that, that's so true, yeah. Shane. Uh, now, listen, <laughs> how are we going to stop these coaches complaining? There's a big push for that now. They're, they're oh. complaining about the referee, Graham Annesley. He poor thing. Every week, I think after the the most recent uh, controversy with all of the judiciary hearings and charges, he's just he's fed up and he said, you know what? Take a look in your own backyard, coaches. You're responsible for the, the line breaks, the um, the unforced errors, the, the 60 missed tackles. That's nothing to do with the officials, so stop blaming them. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm going to jump on 
the um, Graham Annesley debate team, I think, for this one and just say, let's enjoy the game while we've still got it happening. Oh, there's more finger pointing than the state premiers <laughs> blaming each other for everything. Now, um, what about uh, what about Tommy Turbo sort of came out on the weekend and it was like, oh, he's going to be out for five years, his cheekbone's gone. But sort of you, you sort of scratch at the surface a bit and he's got a plate already in there in the cheekbone and it's probably only going to be a week. And if it's any more, they're just they're just resting him. Yeah, this is mind games. This is Desi Hasler at his finest, I've got to say. When I heard the news come out, I thought, you know what? I'm not believing any of it until I hear it straight from Tommy Turbo's mouth. And he has spoken. It is still a little swollen, but if anything, he will only miss this game against Canberra. He has stated that he really wants to play. Of course, he's a competitor. He's an athlete. Of course, he wants to play. Um, But it wouldn't be a bad thing to rest him for a week to make sure he's primed. He is lucky he had that plate in there from 2018 when he fractured his cheekbone. So apparently it's just shifted, uh, but no fracture in there. Maybe he's Robocop. Yeah. What do you reckon? Jaime from Maxwell Smart. Who knows? It could be. Um, Katie, know. Uh, what are you doing to uh, <laughs> modify your, your fitness program? Of course, no footy at the moment. Yeah, no footy. Uh, I'm doing a bit of sand running mm. over the last seven days and stair running. That hasn't been oh, very wow. fun. My calves are crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you keep up to keep up the fluids. Keep going on the sand, my friend. You'll be a you'll be a machine. Katie, always great to chat. Have a wonderful week. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, takes a look at the world game. PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. All right, it is time to look at the world game. Our editor-at-large, Roberto Gilbert, otherwise known as Rob Gilbert. How are you, Rob? Good, Timmy. How are you? G'day, Shane. Hello, mate. Now, listen, the Premier League's underway. Yeah, just massive. Uh, it was hardly a break, wasn't there? So the competition mm. finished and then we had the Euros followed by the Olympics and then the Premier League kicks off. It was great to see the crowds back in the stadiums. It obviously gives us all hope uh, in Australia that uh, once we can get our vaccination rates up around that 70 to 80%, mm. despite the ongoing infections that they seem to have, that uh, they're happy to have full houses, 70,000 at Old Trafford. But it was the 17,000 that were at the Brentford Community Stadium. They hadn't played in the top flight for 74 years, Ooh. they hosted the opening match against Arsenal and they won 2-0. And it wasn't a fluke by any standards. Uh, Thomas Frank, the coach, uh, just uh, uh, schooled Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager, and uh, Brentford were just amazing. The, uh, the the fans in the stadium, only 17,000 of them, as I say, had waited a long, long time for this mm-hmm. and uh, they got the job done in the opening round. And then to close the opening round out, uh, Tottenham Hotspur without Harry Kane, Jack Grealish's debut after having left Aston Villa on $100 million pound contract uh, joins Manchester City uh, they're the champions looking to go back to back and uh, and Spurs beat them under their new coach uh, the former Wolves manager Nuno Espirito Santo so it was a fantastic opening round of the Premier League mm. and that, that that was extraordinary that was the ultimate David and Goliath wasn't it when we read that result and that's what the FA Cup throws up quite often as well doesn't it those results from uh, you know just plotting struggling clubs beating uh, big time Broadway acts you'd, you'd like to go and compare some of the wages now on the subject of money Lionel Messi we've been talking about him last couple of weeks, Rob, the Paris Saint-Germain, they've willed him, uh, they've wielded him out, they've flown him over and uh, it's all, it's all 
big showbiz. Yeah, well, even the news that's come out today that uh, Barcelona's president, uh, Juan Laporta, has uh, revealed that the Spanish club are 1.35 billion euros in debt. Now, he describes the situation as worrying. I think he's a bit more worried about that. So listen, the the, the club's wage bill accounts for 103% of its total income. So you can see there why ultimately, uh, even though uh, Messi's contract was extended, it would have taken that up to 110%. And La Liga, um, the the premier, the peak body of uh, of the competition in Spain, just refused to accept it. So he's obviously signed for uh, PSG on a a two-year contract. But, you know, all of the pressure is now on, uh, you know, the, uh, the... the, the most famous player in world sport, Ronaldo, might argue that, but uh, he's joined Kylian Mbappe and Neymar. You know, you, you don't get a bigger strike force than those three at any stage of the international game. So, you know, it's uh, it's not the uh, the domestic top flight that they're looking for, even though they didn't win it last year. Uh, they they are looking to break through and win the Champions League. So, um, Maurizio Pochettino, the former Spurs coach, is um, is uh, on a hiding to nothing because they win. Well, you're expected to win. You lose. For God's sake, I wouldn't want to be there for the fallout. 103% of the wage bill. Um, Surely they're trading insolvent, yeah. And and look, this talks back to the Super League story, which we talked back to a a few months ago and and just why Barcelona were were so into it. Um, Real Madrid, funnily enough, uh, they did announce Mm. a small profit after the last season. But, uh, you know, you go figure the economics behind that. But um, the bottom line is that uh, it's it's put into stark contrast, just why Mm. a club like Barcelona would want to get involved in, uh, in a rogue competition. Yeah, yeah. And just quickly, Rob, last round of the AFL, it's intriguing, isn't it, the way you look at it? Well, it's hard to work out where the top stories mm. are here because, uh, first of all, the uh, the lockdown situation in, uh, in in Victoria as it stands means that there won't be any matches played in Victoria uh, this weekend. So we're, we're just well, – I should say there will be matches played in Victoria this weekend, but obviously with no crowds. The question is, uh, you know, just where, where the finals will be played. So we're looking at a scenario where Melbourne are uh, – likely to finish on top, Geelong, Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs. Bulldogs may not be a lock-in for for that fourth position in the double Mm. chance the way they lost on the weekend. Brisbane Mm. and Sydney um, challenging for that. Brisbane, the more likely of the two. Um, West Coast just falling out of the top eight uh, um, with uh, a shocking run of form, getting beaten by Fremantle in the Derby on, on the weekend. And Frio, uh, if they can uh, get the result that they need, then uh, they're the ones that are likely to uh, to take that spot. Uh, so, you know, if Frio uh, do jump in at the expense of, uh, of well, St Kilda are out of it now, then then that would be a massive story. But look, the, the AFL final round this weekend, the finals, they're not going to have the, the buy um, between the final round and the first round of the finals, uh, just so they can catch up on games that might take place before the grand final we get to see that the grand final heading to perth i reckon yeah, or heading to a heading to a small atoll on the Pacific, probably. But the uh, Premier Mark McGowan doesn't seem too enthusiastic about it, by the way. But again, well, again, what a shock result to hear a political statements coming out of mm. the mouth of a of a state premier these days. I'm sure you've slapped your Yeah, yeah it's, it's all another sport. Robbie, great to chat. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Robbie. Take care, mate. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to Brian Gorgian, Rob Gilbert and Katie Brown. Thanks to our sponsor, Shane. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with a daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.